Sonny. She's not a chef. She was in the Air Force. Give me a break. Listen, hey, I, we just had Sonny on uh, a few days ago, and she told a little story about you. She you know did. Story she my, I got to tell you, I bust her chops. She bust my chops. She's one of my dearest friends. Um, and, <laughs> and just because she put the cloth of the nation on makes her my girlfriend. So, Hi there, and welcome in to a brand new week of Celebrity Salute. Dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. Robert Irvine is one of our favorite military veteran celebrity chefs to talk to. He's incredible. He's appeared on and hosted a variety of Food Network programs, including Dinner Impossible, Worst Cooks in America, Restaurant Impossible, and many more. He's a founder of Robert Irvine Foods and has introduced an Irvine-branded line of foods, spices, and oils. A portion of the proceeds from the sales are donated to his foundation, which supports the U.S. military. We are honored to have Robert Irvine back on with us here on Celebrity Salute. One of our favorite military veteran celebrity chefs. He's not the only military veteran celebrity chef, but he's definitely one of our favorites. He's back with us here on the national defense, Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing great, but who's the other? Who's the other celebrity chef? I want to know. Sonny Anderson. Sonny, she's not a chef. She's she- in the air force. <laughs> Give me a break. Listen, hey, I, we just had Sonny on uh, a few days ago, and she told a little story about you. She you know did. Story she my, I got to tell you, I bust her chops. She bust my chops. She's one of my dearest friends. Um, <laughs> and, and just because she put the cloth of the nation on makes her my girlfriend. So <laughs> she said, uh, I always tell this story about Robert. She said, we're doing an event one day and I look over and Robert is getting ready to come on stage and he's doing pushups. And he, she said, I go over to him and I said, Robert, why are you doing pushups? And he says, well, it just makes my muscles look that much more toned. She's exactly right. <laughs> I'm too old. In fact, I was just doing it in Vegas on top of a piano. Um, <laughs> on top of a piano. <laughs> yes. I, funny story. I took these Gold Star families um, to a piano bar. Um, and uh, one of the the two guys, the two pianists are friends of mine. And they want to see how many push-ups I could do through the song. When I got to about 150, I had to stop. Oh, Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, sad, like they might have a little pianist envy. <laughs> it was all fun. <laughs> yeah, you've been busy here. I, I mean, well, first of all, if you if you don't know, and, and obviously everybody does on the Food Network, but uh, Dinner Impossible, uh, Worst Cooks in America, Restaurant Impossible, uh, so many great shows, and your foundation is incredible, always taking care of veterans. Uh, but you have been literally taking care of veterans over the past uh, week or so, right? Well, actually, for the last month or so, I, I feel like I've been on the road, and I'm always on the road 345 days a year, 150 of those just for veterans mm-hmm. and, and active duty. Uh, but I just came back from, I was in Poland, eight bases in Poland, then Germany, um, Ukraine, uh, wow. then to Tyndall Air Force Base, then to... Um, Ansbach, Germany, and then to uh, San Diego with SEAL teams, and uh, then Phoenix, and just got back from the Gold Star uh, family reunion in Vegas. So, yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that's incredible. Well, thank you so much for everything you do for veterans, obviously. We've got uh, we've got a few veterans hanging out, by the way, that are going to ask you some food-related questions uh, at the end because they're all in the, in the food business or want to be in the food business. What would you tell anybody right now where we are with everything that's going on? Should you get into the food business? It's the toughest business to be in uh, right now. I would definitely not be into brick and mortar. Um, I'm a big believer in honing skills. In fact, uh, our foundation is looking to partner with Let's Chow, which is a uh, another a veteran charity where they put veterans into food trucks, train them, and then put them into brick and mortar afterwards. Hmm. But brick and mortar right now is is not good. I think through COVID, we lost somewhere about... 56% of our small mom and pop restaurants. Um, I can tell you having restaurants, one in the Tropicana and one in the Pentagon itself. Um, I was closed for a year in Tropicana. The Pentagon never closed for obvious reasons. Um, but it's tough. It's just a very tough business with inflation and um, borrowing money now is very difficult because of inflation, right? Right, right. Anybody anybody automatically is underwater the minute you open a restaurant simply because the the food prices are three times as high as they used to be. uh, And you can't pass it on to customers. The rents, yes, it's easy to get rent in building now because those restaurants have gone gone bankrupt or or gone out of business. Um, But at some point that catches up to you. So I would I would say for me, I would get trained in in the restaurant business in other restaurants where you can get the knowledge. And if you want to go into business on your own food truck for me would be the first place Mm. uh, simply because it's less expensive to do that. And you don't lose a lot of money doing that. You know, you can buy a food food truck for 20 grand, redo it and uh, be on the road making money really quickly. Yeah, it's it's good advice. And especially now with what do you think with all the food delivery services? Does that make it easier or tougher on uh, existing restaurants? I think it, that's, a, that's a really interesting question because it's a, there's a 50-50 split there that sure. half would say is great because it brings in uh, revenue that they probably wouldn't have. But I have an issue with, with those delivery systems charging so much to the restaurant to do that. Right. Right. You know, I could I could go and hire a bunch of teenagers with cars, get insurance on them, obviously, um, and have them deliver cheaper. So I think it depends who you ask and and, and what it is. I know that uh, Chick Fil A have done their own. They went out and bought their own cars and and, right. and have their own delivery service because they make more money. Other people can't afford to do that, so they they have to use these systems. Um, you know, it really depends on where you are in that in that spectrum. Yeah, and uh, it's smart of uh, Chick Fil A to do that. I I personally would, uh, if if Chick Fil A is coming to my house, I think I would trust that more than uh, uh, eighteen year old Eddie, uh, you know, who's going to pick it up and 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 who knows what. But it's funny. But you okay? But you say that now, I see, Randy. But that's not true because. All these other big, and I won't name them, but big pizza companies and and bigger companies are using exactly that person that you just said you wouldn't take. Well, that's that's a good point. They put a magnetic sign on the top of their car, a hot box or a hot bag, and it comes to your house. So you're already doing it. That's true. <laughs> it just, I guess it's it's a little more dressed up. So you know, you you tend to to believe that more, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
If that's the way you feel, I'll let you feel that way. All right, Robert, you have, you have never pulled any punches. You've always been very candid, whether it's uh, on the shows, whether it's in your life, whether it's with veterans. And, man, this this week has been a big Robert Irvine news week because we just found out that uh, Restaurant Impossible has been canceled. And a lot of people were wondering about it because there hasn't been a new episode, I think, since April. And you came out and you told exactly how you felt about that. And um, uh, what what are those sons of bitches up to? Well, it's funny because I'll tell you the truth. Nobody has told me it's kind of canceled from the network. The fact that they haven't talked to me. Um, <laughs> nice true story. I'm telling well, you. Look truth. at the size of you, man. They have not told me that it's it's canceled. I went out and said it was canceled because nobody's <laughs> communicating with me. Yeah, uh, which is great. Look, I I cannot complain. We've done 360 episodes of a of a show that's lasted 14 years. Uh, I that's will incredible. tell you. I will tell you. Um, it's not dead. It will live on somewhere. A different name, different whatever, but it will. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I can't tell you too much right now, but um, it will live on, as will uh, some other shows that we've got in, in the planning stages right now, um, just that it will not be on Food Network. Yeah, you, you've I've seen some of those kind of cryptic uh, responses there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, listen, it, it was it's such a great idea for a show. And and besides the television and entertainment uh, portion of that, you've helped out so many restaurants. I mean, people that would have absolutely been out of business right now that that came back to life because of your help and, and what you did. That's got to be certainly gratifying. Well, I can tell you that up until covid um, we were doing amazing. We lost a lot through COVID. Then, then post COVID, we we're ninety six percent success rate of of saving businesses. Mm. And it's, and I wish I could save more businesses, but I you know I can only do one two shows a week. So I wrote a book called Overcoming Impossible that helps you uh, navigate the 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 landmines, as it were, of business. Um, so at least you can read that and, and not fall into the traps. Um, but I will tell you, I could do 2000 a week and it still wouldn't be enough. Yeah. And that's yeah. how many, and that's how many people we get, um, asking for me to do their restaurant. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned all the military bases and the, in uh, the time you spend on the road, we're actually going to do this show. Have you ever been to Whiteman air force base? White nope. Air Force Base is the home of the B two, the Stealth. Oh, and, I, I, yes, I haven't been to the base. I know the I know the bombers, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been to a lot of um, a lot of Air Force bases. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna do this show um, the last either the last week of September or first week of October. Uh, you know, if you happen to be ready to, I would love it. I'm yeah. I'm actually I'm at, I just finished Tyndall. I've got a couple coming up uh, next couple of weeks. So you, I'll, I'll check the dates. I'll see where okay. we are. Yeah, uh, love to have you. And uh, I see where you're going on a cruise next year. I'm on a <laughs> boat. I am not going on. Randy, you oh, make no, no, no. like oh, it horrible. It sounds like a horrible thing that they're making I'm you do. Going because I'm going to on a cruise with a bunch of, of other chefs, which is funny. All chefs that I know from Food Network. And now I'll be going to a, to a, to a different network, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> 
but it's going to be fun. Look, I love people. So, so the reason we, we travel the globe so much is because we, you know, the foundation is breaking bread for heroes. So yep. twice a week, somewhere around the world, we're feeding our servicemen and women. Um, these are, uh, you know, we have a huge fan base. Restaurant Impossible is in 170 countries with a billion viewers. Oh, wow. So uh, it's a big show. Um, and the outcry that you just mentioned, funnily enough. Um, yeah. And it was me that, that, that wrote on Twitter and Deadline picked that up, which is kind of funny. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> so, so they're the folks that will be on the cruise. Uh, we'll do demos. We'll do dinners and all those kind of things. So it'll be a fun thing. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not a vacation for me and I'm not getting paid. I right. do it. Right. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think there's a need there for somebody, I don't know, like myself, uh, to cover that and, uh, and make sure that, you know, you want to cover it. Listen, I I'll figure it out some way around. You want to go on a cruise with a bunch of chefs uh, and, and, and eat, a, eat a spectacular meal every night. I mean, you know, yes. Right. I will. Look, I'll make the call. <laughs> We're talking to well, Robert Irvine here. Um, Brent Friedman is actually putting the cruise on. Okay. Okay. So, so I can I can definitely make that call. That's easy. Yeah, some great publicity for those guys. I I'll, only I'll, want publicity for me. I'll, I'll be, be I'm great. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of yeah. Course. Hey, listen, you are the least of those guys. And I, I so appreciate that about you. Robert Irvine here on the National Defense. Uh and we've talked about this before. Just kind of if you would. Uh, take us through your military background again. Uh, you, I think it was were you 15 years old. So I joined it. Uh, actually, it's funny. Um, I'm going to kind of predate that a little bit. Uh, 11 years old, took a uh, home economics class because there was 30 girls and me. And I thought, <laughs> a girlfriend, man, made my first Keith Lorraine. Um, life transformed me from there. I joined the Sea Cadets really early. I was at uh, warships on warships and, and marine bases on the weekends. Fell in love with it. Um, I was not a good student at uh, 15 years old. My mother went to, to work. I kind of waved her goodbye, then doubled back inside to drink my dad's beer with my friends. <laughs> she, called right. house one, she called the house one day. That was the demise of Robert Irvine. <laughs> marched down the recruitment office, and the rest is kind of history. Yes, started very young. Yeah. Um, yeah. How was how your, I always ask uh, every veteran when we talk to, I always ask, how was your transition? It's interesting because the veterans of this country have a great transition system. In England, we don't have that. Mm. You, when you finish, you sign off and you'll see you later on your own. You have to figure it out. Uh, and that was, look, I, for me, I came out 20 years ago. You know, it's not yeah. like, you know, right. Scott Stalker today, massive guns who's had two years to transition out doing all these things. We didn't have that. Um, and, I, and I still don't believe we have something, anything like the United States has. Hmm. Uh, I was just in Scotland in June. Uh, I took a uh, hundred uh, wounded warriors from here with our foundation to do the Cataran Yomp, which is a 56 mile march, meaning 900 coalition wounded, uh, which is the most amazing thing program that our foundation is, is wow. taking over. Wow. Um, but you know, when you talk to the Poles, when you talk to Ukrainians, you talk to the British, the Germans, the Italians, that they don't have anything like we have here. Not at all. So for me, it was when I got out, I took a little time off. Uh, I started working in a hotel, um, hated it because they had no clue how to run a business. Right. (laughs) Right. 
you know, they didn't. And, and I'm going back there actually in September just to, to uh, revisit my old stomping ground. But uh, then I went to cruise ships, which I really enjoyed because there were systems and, and things in place. And then I would run the Trump Taj Mahal um, and four casinos for, for Donald Trump. And then I started in my own companies. And, and here we are, 11 companies, 5,264 employees across the board. Um, and doing and doing you know doing great things for our, for our veterans, gold star families, for our Medal of Honor recipients, and even our active duty men and women. So I work very closely with with uh, um, all the chiefs of the military, um, the sergeant majors, the master guns, all those kind of things on feeding the feeding platform in our actual uh, active uh, duty world. So. You know, it's funny, you, you talk about all of these things that you have going, all the, all the different businesses and, and different things like that. Uh, when I was talking to the people at Whiteman Air Force Base, um, setting up this, this broadcast, I said, you know, uh, Robert Irvine, the first thing that she said, and this was the, uh, the PAO, said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a Navy vet. And so I, I, I know that you, uh, that you probably like that, that that's the first thing that people know about Robert Irvine. Well, the funny thing is, you know, as, as an English guy that came to America, became a citizen 16, 17, almost 18 years ago, I laugh every time I have, I have a restaurant inside the Pentagon. So I walk what? in the Pentagon with, a, with an ID as an American citizen, and, and I chuckle to myself, you know, every time I go in there, not only because <laughs> it's probably more powerful to me than the White House is. Right. Um, but here we are, we have a restaurant inside one of the, you know, the most impressive buildings in the world with, you know, between 26 and 38,000 people a day, but the most powerful people in, in definitely my world, the military world, um, and, and civic leaders. What a smart guy. I mean, on, on the outset of that, putting a restaurant inside the Pentagon doesn't sound like the brightest idea. I mean, it, it, you know, I, yeah, you get constant business, but it doesn't, if you want to make money, uh, putting it in the Pentagon. Is it the only restaurant in the Pentagon? It's the only sit-down, full-service restaurant in there. Yeah, okay. but I didn't, put it in the, I didn't put it in the restaurant to make money. Uh, sorry, the restaurant in the in the Pentagon to make money. I, I more more to make a statement that I was very, and I'm a big advocate for great food. We talk about the recruitment problem. We talk about the retention problems, and right. you know, there's a thousand things that go in there, right? Um, with 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 pay scales, with housing, with moldy housing, all the things that people talk about. But one of the biggest problems I find having been, you know, around a lot of people and, and bases is the food. There sure. are some bases yeah. that the commander cares about the food. There are some places they think they care, but they don't. Um, <laughs> and, and my job, my job is to make sure that the men and women that put on that uniform are taken care of because they're athletes. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, you mentioned you were in uh, Ukraine. I just interviewed a guy this morning that uh, is a, a reporter, uh, an American reporter. He has been based uh, in Ukraine, has lived there for the last 13 years. So it was it was really uh, great for me to hear uh, not just somebody that got there yesterday, but somebody who has grown up with the people and the culture and to see how things have progressed to this point. Uh, was that your first visit to Ukraine? Yes. I, I can tell you that for me, anybody that, anybody that, that puts a uniform on, no matter what coalition force, and they're not a coalition force yet, but they will be. They're very good friends of ours. Um, 
but when you see kids and mums and grandmoms and and protecting their freedom it's pretty it's pretty amazing i spent most of my time in poland obviously because we've got sure. seven bases there and, and we're standing up more and, and and whatever in support of of ukraine but it's really interesting to to I know there's something that reminds me of World War Two, and mm -hmm. not that I was alive in World War Two, but everything I've read, mm -hmm. you know, when Churchill said, you know, wow, what he said, and the British people, uh, including Her Majesty the Queen, drove an ambulance, right? Right. right. So, so that's what reminds me of of what Ukraine stands for, and we as Americans and as the world should be supporting them. And why? Because if not here comes a, a radical, you know, yep. yeah. ideologist that, that, that wants to do some bad stuff. So, so for me, it was, it was sad, but also exciting at the same time. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, the, the feeling um, of, of most Americans and the feeling about Zelensky uh, specifically, you mentioned Winston Churchill. I've, I've heard that in connection with his name now several times. Uh, and I asked the guy today who, who obviously, uh, in Ukraine, he was the, he was the first guy, uh, Zelensky, to stand up to Putin, and that's an, that's a remarkable thing. Uh, but then, secondarily, uh, he he doesn't own a suit, and I think that's uh, that speaks well for himself. I own a suit, but I wear t-shirts. Sorry, <laughs> hey, Sorry. listen, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, we've got some veterans uh, standing by that uh, they're all uh, kind of related to the food business that uh, that want to ask some questions. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. All right, let's, uh, Jamie. Let's bring up Jamie. She's an Air Force veteran. Uh, she's got a uh, uh, is it a pastry shop or just a full uh, bakery? It's a bakery. It's a bakery, and and it's we're based in Kansas City, Missouri. I didn't know Jamie's shop was actually in Lawrence, Kansas, so I'll be visiting there many times a day. Uh, what do you what do you have to ask uh, Robert? Uh, the shop's actually in Valley Falls, just north of Lawrence. Okay, all um, right. My question to you is: What if you had to give one piece of advice for someone that's starting new into the industry itself from the small business aspect? What would that be? Well, number one, do you know the business? Not not do you know how to bake? Because anybody can bake, anybody can cook. Do you know the basics of business? Right? And that means, you know, what does it cost you to make that croissant? What does it cost you? Uh, and, and by that, I mean, your electricity, your staffing, your rent, your your um, ingredients who go in there, the time it takes to make that croissant? And how are you charging for that? You know, one of the, the biggest things I find with entrepreneurs in general, they have no clue about business. Yeah, they may be able to cook, um, but they have no clue about the business aspect. Mm -hmm. And and that's why 98% of them fail, not because they can't cook. It's because they don't understand. And, and it's so funny because my wife and I had a conversation earlier um, about her business and understanding, you know, how how can you make money if you not that my wife doesn't know a business she does but how do you know how you're making money and how to run it correctly if you don't understand it example you could have a bakery right next door to mine 
I make $4.2 million a year and you make 300,000. Why is it the product or is it because I know how to run the business better? Mm. Mm. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing I would say before you ever get into a business and I write and please send me your address. I'll send you a book to read. Um, I just finished it in, 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 in February. Uh, in fact, all of you, um, that really tells you how to run your business and, and, and not step in land on landmines, hmm. know your business, know your product. And the worst thing for you right now, um, as a bakery is everything is so expensive. So when I buy a raw product, mm. especially butter, sugar, cream, everything you use is expensive. And it's three times a case of eggs used to be $42. It's now one, $148. Wow. Right. So think about that. Wow. So I would know your, the cost. The first thing I do when I go into any restaurant is say, okay, tell me what it costs you to put that on a plate right now. Yeah. And if you can't tell me, you're not a good business. <laughs> it's almost like two separate things. I mean, it's, it's two completely separate things. The it's biggest just... failing restaurant in the world is an Italian restaurant. I'll tell you why. Yeah, because, why is that? Because you may make meatball, Jamie and, and Randy, and your mom says, oh, my God, these meatballs are so good. you got to open a restaurant. So you open your restaurant. You invite all your friends because now it's a new shiny thing. You lease the restaurant. And this is the biggest mistake in that lease process. You put your house as a guarantee against the lease of the restaurant. Mistake number one. Why? Because now I've got a lien on your house. You've got nowhere to leave, live when you, when you mess it up six months later. Mm. Because the tax ban will always get you, regardless. Of, he doesn't care if you're on the street or not. Right. Um, and, and the Italians think they make the best sauce, the best gravy, depending where you come from. And there are... Thousands and thousands and thousands of Italian restaurants. And if you're not good, yeah, you may make great meatballs. But again, I go back, how much did that meatball cost you? Right. How much is uh, the sauce? And they're and like, oh I, oh, I don't know what the sauce costs. I don't, well, why not? You get X amount of tomatoes. You get X amount of this, X amount of this. You make the sauce. You divide it by the ounce, and there it is. And, and back to what you said before, Robert, why not start with a pizza truck? I would rather, you know, are you in business now, Jamie? I'm a cottage baker now. Okay, so you do it from home? Yep. Yeah. The minute, I here's what, for you, I would say this. I, I Instead of doing it at home, by the way, because if you're in business, and unless you've got a dedicated kitchen that's um, set for business, because you are an LLC, I presume. Yes? What's up? All right, what's up? Are you an LLC? Oh, yes, sir. Yes. Okay. So, so if I'm the tax guy, I'm making the number one. I'm coming after you because you're doing it from home. Number two, um, if you have any pets or you have children, as a health and and and, and whatnot code, I can come to you and say, no, you can't do this. What I would do if you're going to get into this business is find a local VFW, a local church a local somewhere that has a kitchen you can rent out and then start that business that way. It's a great idea. Right? Because the VFW, number one, being a veteran, they're going to give you a great, hey, yeah, you can use it, you can da-da-da, and then you can deliver stuff and make more money. Um, food industry is frowned upon from home. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, it's not because it's Jamie. It's just if I did the same thing, they would have a problem. Um, I film from my home 
because I have a kitchen that I built just for, for television. Sure. But if it was running a business, I could never run a business from here. So. I well, Jamie, that. Jamie sounds like some, uh, some pretty good advice there. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you. But Thank I would definitely, so I would definitely, definitely look at getting a place where it's a commercial kitchen for you to rent. And by the way, it's really cheap, really. I mean, a couple of hundred bucks. Mm. Uh, and they're happy to have you there. And by the way, you throw in a few, a, a few pies and, and whatever. There'll be even more. <laughs> oh, for the VFW? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, paid in full. Uh, and speaking of the VFW, let's, uh, let's bring in, uh, another great veteran here, David Guzman. Uh, he's an army veteran. Hey, hey David, how are you? How you doing? How you doing? And you, uh, at your local VFW for hundreds on, uh, Veterans Day. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, I've been fortunate for the last three Veterans Days and Armed Forces Day. Mostly Veterans Day is our biggest one because we'll have, it's a small community. The, the city is called Wimberley, Texas. And when I got there uh, a little over three years ago, it was kind of, we do brisket. We do about 30 brisket, 28 to 30 briskets, 300 chicken legs, 300 sausages. And myself and another veteran would prep everything, um, salt, pepper, and a binder, and that's it. And they just look at us because he and I are basically, if it's not broken, leave it alone. And they couldn't believe me until we were like, oh, okay. Um, but when you sit there and you get to watch these veterans, we had a couple, uh, World War II veterans and, and mostly Vietnam veterans. And I'm the youngest guy, I'm in my mid fifties, but in the same aspect, um, I was able to show them if you do it with love, and passion and you sit there and they they give that confidence of when you slide that bar, you know nice beautiful plate of brisket and, and sausage and chicken and they just look at you and, and it's the the greatest gratitude that mm -hmm. my years in service and what happened to me um a little over 18 years ago i was wounded in combat and to come back to school and to go to culinary school and learn the business part and they were like why don't you open a business i says and I, I get it. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work overnights. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, wait a minute. And I go, but it's something that, that when you do it with love and passion, Mr. Robert, I commend you dearly for what you do around the world. And if it's possible through, if you guys can influence um, the Wonder War Project to get us to go help you guys up in Wickman, doing what you're talking about right now, I would love to honor to to maybe you know, go watch you guys or even participate. If they want some barbecue, we could probably do that. Um, but I've, I've seen grown men that have that trust to where they don't want to um, share their stories or they're in, in, in a dark place. But what they, but when you do something nice, you played it very nice and you slide it across the table. I believe food is the best remedy that you're making and you can, they can trust you. And I'm going to tell you something, David. It's a wonderful thing to do. I'm going to tell you something. Food is the international yes, language, the international language of hope. And we feed around the globe. And absolutely. Yes, it is. You have to do, if, you, if you send me an email to Justin, at Justin at shepherdvine.com, we'll get you to some events so you can help out. Yes, sir. Um, 
we do some barbecue, not very much. We do a lot of, of big feeding um, on, on that platform. Yes, sir. But again, again I, I'm totally agreeing with what you say. Food opens up a whole different world where, where people will... Um, I'll give you an example. We had a golf tournament in San Antonio, Texas, military town, USA. Um, and as we were about to play golf, a veteran came up to me and he said, you know what? You just saved my life. And I said, what do you mean? I had a 75 veterans there. Um, I had the uh, secretary of defense, uh, Mark Esper, um, and some other folks. He said, I was going to commit suicide two weeks ago, but yes, I was waiting for golf. He sat literally with a bunch of veterans having lunch, and it was barbecue, pulled pork, except, yeah. you know, my guys. And um, it saved his life. And, and, I, and I truly believe food in post-traumatic stress, and I don't like to use that, D, the D word because it's not disorder, yeah. right? Yeah, right. post traumatic stress and growth, and food has a huge part to play in that. And number one, your service thank you for your service. And I'm sorry you got injured, but your service now is greatest feeding those three or four hundred people mm. on that day or as many days as you can do it. Yeah. I can't tell you the amount of people, and I've been doing this a long time. I travel from Afghanistan, Iraq, and, and all the places around. And I always see somebody somewhere and said, hey, do you remember that meal you made me? Do you remember when you did this? Do you remember when you did this? And showing me pictures, even this week. Um, and it's the, it, for me, the thrill is about changing lives through food. No matter if it you is, get the sir. television stuff, it, all right, over right. Right, it's about food, uh, and that 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 always comes through so so strongly. And David, I can tell you, as a guy who worked for the national headquarters of the VFW, I have never seen a VFW member turn down a piece of food ever. That has never happened. Oh no, it, it it's never <laughs> and happened. And I tell you one thing: um, being 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 mid, being where I'm at now. Almost 18 years ago, I was a truck driver in the army. And when I went back to college and when I figured out about, you know, doing what, what my mom and my father, my father was the cook in the air force. My mom raised 12 kids and they're the ones that were, when I got their approval, how to do certain things, certain ways, and to being, being taught by professors of culinary, the culinary industry, it made me realize that's it. And my mom told me, and I sat there and I looked at her and she was like, she goes, there's two things you always need. And I was like, what's that, mom? She goes, you need love and passion. No matter how tired you are, no matter what you're doing, but when you when you serve somebody with those two ingredients, your, your, your troubles will go away. And Mr. Randy and, and, and Mr. Robert, I mean, thank you for having us. And I got, I got to you know, cook with Tim before with another celebrity chef and Tim and I and the other veterans that got to cook, you know, we sat there and they just looked at us because we knew what we were doing. And <laughs> it, it's something that we just looked at each other when everybody was eating. We just said that we hit each other with our elbows. And he goes, look, he goes, they're quiet. And he goes, and it was, it's the most, for me, it's the most passionate love you can give. And you see, you know, Tim and I, um, um, it's one of those things that when you know, you know, 
And like I say, you, well, thank I'm you for having me. It's been, it's been an honor. Hang on a minute. You know, I'm not going anywhere yet. Hang on. I, I take chefs from one star, two star, three star, four star across the globe to do these events. I will reach out. You reach out to me. We'll make sure we get to some events. I'm not a celebrity. I make eggs. <laughs> I'm good at eggs. So plenty of people way better, way better I make brisket. <laughs> you know, brisket and eggs sounds pretty good. I have a team that is unbelievable, and I would love to have you come and hang and throw down and be kind of fun. That'd be honored. If you can get myself and Tim out there, you will not be. I, I think you'll just look at it and like, you know, I like keep on giving and and you know I got a second chance in life, you know might as well do something Where well do worth live? it. Where do you live? I live in Wimberley, Texas. I live in Wimberley, Texas. It's between Austin and San Antonio. Um, that's right. where uh, it's a small little uh, community, and so um, but it, it's something that me. I sure will. I sure will. Email me, Justin at shepherdvine.com, and we'll we'll connect and we'll uh, we'll get you guys hooked up. David, thank you for your service. Thank you for your time today, man. It's great to talk to you. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony's a, a Marine Corps veteran. Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Great, great man. Uh, well, just a quick question. Um, I've been looking to go into the go into the um, food truck business with one of my buddies. I guess the question I'm looking to ask is, how big should our menu potentially start out? As uh, should we? serve like everything from meat to chicken or just stick with uh, strictly one sort of meat what what do you what are you thinking your food truck's going to be well first of all semper fi from a from a from a british royal marine um, <laughs> so um and i work very closely with marine corps what are you looking at anthony what kind of what kind of business are you looking at well since i'm what what kind of food do you like well since we live in texas we're thinking about doing a Obviously, a barbecue food truck. Okay, so you got to think about how many barbecue food trucks there are and what makes you unique. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. The fact that you're a veteran, obviously been injured. Um, tell me. So, so I look at this, and 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 look, I'm in television, right? So I look at a story. Why am I coming to Anthony's food truck? Right. Because if you're looking to get into it, then then you should be working with Let's Chow. Right, because they're going to give you a food truck, they're going to teach you the business, and then we're going to put you on a base where we guaranteed you're going to be successful because there are thousands of people coming through. One of the things you can't have, you mean a marine and marines, you know what marines, right? But I got to ask this first question: What's your favorite co uh, crayon color? Uh, mine is red. All right, good. That's good. Red food truck. I love it. All right, so. <laughs> I mean, I can. I, I have you bought the food truck already? No, we're like I said, we're just starting out. I haven't gotten anything. We're uh, all right. So I want you to do a favor. I don't want you to spend any money on anything yet. Okay. Right. Okay. Take my email. I'm going to give you my own email. Okay. Email me, you and your buddy, whoever it is. Then I will put you in touch with a CEO who uh, is the Jag officer. Funnily enough. <laughs> who started this program that is the most amazing program that I think you would fit into. Well, obviously you're a veteran, so you're going to fit into it, but, but I want to be able to teach you to make you successful and not make the pitfalls that everybody else makes. Okay. Cause everything's food trucks. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. 
It is if you know the business. Yes. Right? Exactly. So they have five food trucks right now, um, east and west coast, that they train the people. Then once they're trained, um, they put them in the brick and mortar. And I think that's where you should look at. And by the way, Texas, you can you can do anything with barbecue you want to do, yes. but it's got to be unique and it's got to be amazing because everybody does barbecue in Texas. <laughs> right? Yes. I have I have I have chefs that can teach you. I also have the, the the backing of a foundation to be able to help you. Okay. And I think that's and that's what I do. Gotcha. So you're yes. in my world now. If that's what you want to do, connect with me and I will help you personally awesome. okay. get to where you want to get to. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty strong statement. I, that's incredible. And Anthony, I will tell you, we're based in Kansas City, Missouri. So what you have in Texas is not barbecue. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I was it's, waiting for somebody to give some grief. Uh, I mean, it is it is maybe a meat byproduct, but it's not barbecue. No, Texas Texas barbecue is the only barbecue. <laughs> All well, right, I'm gonna put my money on here. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to compare compare notes. Hey, I'm, I'm ready to throw down on everybody else's. <laughs> I don't want to go up against a Marino. Anthony, thank you for, for your call, man. Thank you for Anthony, being here. Anthony, make sure you reach out and let's connect and let me let me get this rolling for you, okay? All right. Sounds great. Appreciate everything. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Tim did uh, send in a question. He said that he was able to go to uh, uh, CIA, which I which I think is Culinary Institute, uh, on, a, on his uh, 9-11 GI Bill. He wants to know, Robert, what pro, what programs do the U.K. have for its uh, returning warriors? I don't, and, and the answer is really simple. I don't think they do any. No, I don't think you do anything now because it's changed since I left. Uh, I don't know the programs they do now. Um, but again, I said this earlier. When I left, there was no. Um, it was like, thank you very much. Here's your here's your bag. You know, uh, off you go. Um, and again, I give the same offer to Tim um, because we couldn't talk to him. Uh, we get him on a couple of what we do, uh, see what see what the other side of the business is um, uh, when we do our bases and our, our visits and, and the first and the president, first lady, and all those kind of folks that we do. Um, so they get to see size. Right now, three hundred people. We do fifteen, twenty thousand people mm-hmm. at a time, as well as you know, an individual dinner for a president for ten people. So um, it's a shame. I would love, um, I, you have to also understand, uh, Randy, and, and also Tim, if you can still hear, that our military is is such a small, I mean, our Marine Corps is less than 7,000 people in England, yep. Yep. right? So our Navy, if you look at most of our Air Force bases are now United States Air Force. It says RAF on them, Royal Air Force, but it, they're run by the U.S., you know, we're a great coalition simply because if you look at aircraft carriers in the United States now have British pilots flying F-35s on them and vice versa. So it's yeah. kind of a, a I think it's a a great, a great coalition. I really do. I think we've well, got amazing partners. Well, and in uh, the diverse nature of it also, uh, yeah. it makes um, it uh, a great coalition, I think. But uh, so Tim's, Robert, Tim's said he's at West Point. Okay, so I, I do some stuff at West Point. We we can figure that out. This is um, this has been fantastic. I want to thank you so much for taking your time, being so generous with your time, talking to these folks that 
uh, obviously, uh, you know, they expect they they respect your uh, advice and direction. And you're just you're so generous with your time and 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 with your advice. And I just thank you so much for that. T- thanks for taking the time for the show today. Uh, I guess the next time I'll see you is on the cruise. On a cruise and, uh, and at the base. You get me all, get me all the addresses. I'll send you all books. Yes. And, uh, and we'll we'll continue to uh, get you ready for that cruise. That's and by true. the way, we no suntan lotion, just olive oil. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fry them up uh, while you're there, huh? I got you. All right. <laughs> Robert, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. You've been listening to Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute is produced by Brainstorm Media and distributed by National Defense Network with host Randy Miller and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us at nationaldefensenetwork.com. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.